Welcome to Breaking Butterfly, the podcast for the girls who want more out of life. I'm your host, Maddie Maple, confidence and business coach, motivational speaker, and six-figure entrepreneur. I'm here to lead you into ultimate confidence, feminine leadership, and help you create the life of your dreams. So if you're ready for your next up level, let's go. Welcome back to the Breaking Butterfly podcast, or if you're new here, a very special welcome. I am so, so grateful to have you here. Today, I am joined by the beautiful Erin Claire Jones, and she is a human design expert and founder of the Human Design Blueprint. And guys, I am so freaking excited right now. I was just telling Erin that I feel like human design is like screaming at me right now everywhere I go it's like human design human design and I keep meeting people that are into human design and I'm like all right there must be something for me here and then I um feel so honored to have you know gotten Aaron to come on the podcast and I'm just really excited to dive in and I feel like some wisdom is just going to going to uh drop in so so excited thank you for being here say hello Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. And human design definitely finds its way into our life at the right time. So I'm so glad it's finding its way into your life right now. Yes. Yeah. It's so amazing. I think I, this conversation is going to be so beneficial too, I think, because I was honestly resistant to it at first. Like I kind of thought it was like, oh, it felt like a little restricting to me. And I'm sure we'll dive into all of that. Um, But now it's just, yeah, it's something that I can't escape. So I'm so excited to dive in. Um, So yeah, just, you know, to start us out, obviously, tell us a little bit more about who you are uh, and maybe a little bit about your story and how you even came into uh, human design. I think that when we have a specific niche um, and a specific thing that we are passionate about, there's usually a story behind it. So I want to I want to hear everything. Yeah. yeah. So my name is Erin. I work with human design and I know we'll talk more about it, but it is a system based on your time, date, and place of birth that reveals your energetic blueprint on how you're uniquely wired to thrive. It kind of reminds us that we are all meant to build businesses and be in a relationship and partner and parent differently. And it lets us know kind of exactly how it might work for us. I discovered human design very serendipitously. It was definitely not the plan. Um, I was living in New York City in 2015 and I sat next to a stranger in my friend's backyard in the Lower East Side and he asked if he could do a little mini reading for me on the spot. I'd never heard of human design. Um, And he did a little mini reading for me and it was so wild. I think that I had never felt like somebody so accurately put into words my life experience. So I felt like incredibly relieved. And at the same time, I felt really confronted. I was like, this feels like the most me of anything I've ever heard. And I also like haven't been living any of it. Like I just haven't felt the permission to. Um, And then he ended that conversation by saying, I think you're meant to do this. I think that we should work together. And he like really invited me into studying with him and working with him and not because human design is predictive, but because he had like a really strong gut feeling about it. And so um, I ended up working with him. He was my first teacher and we built a business together for two years And then I launched my own practice in 2018. And it's been a really wild journey ever since. I think that when I first discovered human design, it was so new in the world. And so few people knew about it. And it was really challenging to build a business around it because it was just like pretty, like just, it was so just no one knew what it was. And I feel like now it's so everywhere, like you're experiencing. And so it's been so amazing to kind of witness the growth and the receptivity to kind of expand hugely. And so it's been a real treat sharing human design. Mm, oh, that's so beautiful. Wow. What? A, yeah. What a serendipitous little uh, experience. And that's always how it works. Like I think the most transformative things are always, yeah, I was randomly at a party and this person just came up to me and mentioned this or mentioned that. And uh, it is just that gut feeling of like, oh, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. So that's really amazing. And I love, yeah, I love that you're almost, I almost view you as, yeah, kind of paving the way a little bit for, for human design, which is so amazing. There is that uh, collective consciousness, right? Where everyone starts kind of hopping on board and um, you're such a powerful leader for it all. So I just feel so honored. Um, so can you share first? I think my first question is like how, so human design is newer. 
but we all know astrology, right? So how do the two kind of differ? Um, Because I mean, my Aries placement for my astrology says way different things than human design is. Human design, I feel like, is maybe more about behavior. Or can you just share a little bit about um, maybe like the actual like purpose of human design compared to some of the other things that we've already had? Yeah. I mean, I think that like I find all the systems useful. I think that like human design and astrology, like – you know, astrology definitely plays a role in human design, but they're really different systems, like the information it offers us. And like, you know, an astrologist will not look at a human design chart and be like, oh, I get it, you know, in the same way that I can't look at a natal chart and like understand a thing. Um, But I think that the magic of human design is that it pulls from astrology as well as the Kabbalah and I Ching and the chakra system. It kind of pulls together wisdom from so many different amazing traditions to kind of wrap it all together to kind of give us a blueprint to how we operate best. So I think what distinguishes human design, and this actually might be true other systems, it's it's just the first time I really it landed for me in human design is that one, it's definitely not predictive. Like it will never tell you like where you're going to be in five years or 10 years. It's more like this is your operating system and this is how to work with it. And honestly, like I find the magic of human design and its practicality. Like it, it mm. can feel very mystical because it's based on our time, date and place of birth. But the information is around like how you make decisions, how you work best, like how to create aligned opportunities, you know, like what are your strengths? What are your challenges? And it's all very like action oriented. I think that I have always loved learning about myself and the people around me, but I think that I would often kind of get stuck because I learned all this stuff. And then I was like, and now what? And I think human design is so much like, here's all this juicy self-knowledge and here are all the tools to like actualize it in your life. And so to me, it felt like that was the magic. I was like, I've never found a system that is as Mm. practical as it is mystical. And I think that like, that is so what's needed right now. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much because I think that that's totally me to a T is like I need the mystical and the logical very much. Like I'm a very spiritual being and also I'm like, where are the facts, you know? And so I do kind of feel that from human design and um, but it did always kind of have that feel to me. Now I'm like leaning into it more and more and it feels like really, really good. Um, But at first I was like, well, this is so restrictive. Why is it telling me? how to make decisions and like, yeah, it was kind of telling me how to act. And maybe that's where like my astrology and my human design like kind of um, uh, clash a little bit because the Aries in me is like, I don't want anyone to tell me what to do. But then my human design is like, no, like this is just how you are. And this is like a beautiful way to set up your life. So what do you usually say to people that are like resistant to it a little bit or how do we use it to expand rather than um, feel like boxed in? Yeah, it's a great question. I think that like I was super worried early on that it would make people feel constricted and I actually have not had that experience. Um, I think I'm also very intentional about the way that I share it. Like I think it's meant to be a thing that empowers us and not limits us. So like well, I think one is how I introduce human design is very much like this is not a belief system. It's a, if it's a tool, like if it feels mm-hmm. supportive, resident and useful, take it. If it doesn't throw it away. But my yeah. experience, and I even did a team session earlier today for somebody who is the CEO of a company where she was like, I, she was like, I just like hated human design. Like I didn't want anyone to tell me. And then finally she's like, but this is so me and it's given me all the permission. So I must share with everybody now. So like, that's kind of been my experience with human design where it's like, it, it feels like it's actually less about telling people what to do. It's more about giving them a language for things they've always been doing. And like, yeah. and then they recognize themselves and like, oh, like this strange system is reflecting back what I've always known. And because of that, I feel so much more permission to be myself. Like, I think that if I sat with people and they were like, oh, this is also new and weird, like it would feel different. But like when I yeah. sit with people, I don't tell them anything new. Like I am just giving them a language for like their life experience in my experience where they're often like, I just feel so relieved. Like mm-hmm. I, I know that this is what works for me. So I think that like, that's kind of the difference. And again, like you might be at a time in your life where you're like, I don't want it, you know? And I, and I so understand that. I think that I've had plenty of clients come and like they were introduced to human design a decade ago and like the way that they were introduced to it felt really restrictive. And then it was like, now they're ready. But I also think it's so much around delivery. I think my, totally. I, I'm not very dogmatic about the system. You know, I just don't find it helpful to be. And I work with like a lot of very skeptical people. I work with a lot of teams and like, I find the skeptical people like fall in love with it the most. And like, I just kind of love it, but it it comes from the place of like, take it or leave it. And they're like, I don't want to take it, but like, 
it all resonates so much. So please tell me everything. So, so long, you know, I think long story short, I think that that, like, it's less about telling people like how to change their lives. It's more about giving them a language for like a way of operating Mm -hmm. that they probably always felt is right. And they just haven't really ever given themselves permission to really step into. Mm, Oh my God. Yeah. That's such a perfect way of explaining it. It's not a like, this is how you work. It's like, see, I know exactly how you work. And they're like, yes, how did you know? It's not like a telling them. It's like a remembrance almost. That's Totally. But it's also, it is is the delivery. It's like, I'm never like, you must do this. I'm just like, human design says this. What do you think? And they're like, oh my God. You know, so like, I think it's just like, I don't think it's useful to be like telling people these really like aggressive things in ways that aren't ready to hear. Like you really have to be attuned to your audience and like, where they are and what would be most supportive. So I think that like it's always kind of returning people back to their own authority and like having agency to be like, does this feel good for me or not? Yeah, 100%. And yeah, I think like a while back when I found human design, it just – yeah, it like wasn't speaking to me as much. But right before we hopped on our call, I was like looking through – your Instagram and like the human design blueprint Instagram. And there was a couple ones. So I'm a generator and, um, and I want you to share like all of the different types in a moment and kind of share like a little gist of them, but I just have to share. I was like reading through this first one says, don't ask their opinion. If you're not in the mood for someone to try to solve the problem. I was like, (laughs) what? And then there's a couple other ones like, um, yeah, like how Marie Kondo inspires them. Now imagine yourself living in a space that contains only things that spark joy. Isn't this the lifestyle you dream of? And um, I I shared with you that like I just newly became like a digital nomad where I'm trying to create like a really beautiful life for myself and environment. And so now I'm reading that and I'm like, oh my God. And I just was clicking through a bunch of your posts and I'm like, it's just like resonating more and more and more. And I think it's because I'm at a time in my life where I'm actually – stepping into my true authentic self more so the things in my human design like resonate You'll a lot more, more. yeah I was like reading through them and I was like oh my god <laughs> what is it's this? so hilarious I know we just started that channel it's like so entertaining yeah, um but so I think fun. that like it is but yeah I think you're right I think that like you know, the more you like the magic of human design, I think is that like, I don't think someday we'll need it. Like, I think at this point, Mm -hmm. like, if we're just like living our lives as ourselves, then we're perfect. And like, I find that when I sit with people that are really self-aware and have really discovered through experience what works and what doesn't, they're they're often just living their design. And I just remind them of Mm -hmm. that. But I think when we're kind of resisting it, which I definitely was when I discovered human design, it can feel like, whoa, you know, so it makes sense to me that like, now that you're more connected, you're like, oh yeah, this is me. And I'm already doing it. I've already found my way. And now this is just validating it. Totally. Yeah. The more that I get into my truth, the more it validates it 100%. Yeah. Um, it's so beautiful and so fun. Um, so yeah, I'd love for you to share now, like walk us kind of through the different designs and um, yeah, what each of them mean a little bit. Yeah, of course. So in human design, there are five different types. And I want to just remind people that type is such an important piece. And it's also just the first piece, you know, Mm -hmm. so know that if you and a partner are both generators, you and your kid are both projectors, you guys are not the same. There are similarities, but there's so much more kind of nuance underneath it. And if you'd like to look up your type, you can go to humandesignblueprint.com and enter your info to kind of see what your type pops up as. So let's start with generators because that's you. Um, Mm -hmm. So generators are really here to be very masterful creators and doers. Like they have such beautiful energy to kind of build, create, and make things happen when they're lit up and excited by what they're doing. You know, so I would say biggest lessons for you are around prioritizing your own excitement and your own satisfaction and seeing that not as a selfish choice, but actually as a thing that is like of highest benefit to everyone around you. Like a lit up generator, like feels so good to be around, Um, you know, and then also a big lesson for you is boundaries. Like people might sense your capacity and desire a lot of things from you because of it, whether it's socially or professionally or whatever. And I think for you, really knowing that like, unless you're a full bodied gut yes towards something, it's just like not the right use of your energy and like Mm -hmm. really starting to see your energy as like a precious, powerful and valuable resource and like investing it according to that. Um, The last piece that I would share kind of briefly around this is that your strategy as a generator is around magnetism. Like you're not really Mm -hmm. meant to be this person that's chasing after things or initiating. Like you're meant to be doing what you love, like doing the things that feel satisfying and just seeing what shows up in your world. And when something shows up in your world and you're lit up and your gut is like, yes, then you can go make that thing happen so powerfully. But it's like not forcing it before your gut kind of gives you the go ahead. 
How does that feel to you? I struggle with that piece so much because like – Okay. It resonates in the way that like, for example, in my business, when I'm wanting to create a new program, right? Usually I'm like, okay, I just finished this program. I want to create a new one. I want to create a new offering. And yeah, if I try to like force it and try to say like, like logically think about like, oh, what it should be, it usually doesn't happen. But usually when it just like comes to me, I'm like, oh my God, yes, that's it. And then I go after it. But with things like opportunities, like say that I want to be Um, On more podcast episodes, I really struggle to just like magnetize it. I feel like I have to – and see, that's where I feel like my Aries and my human design clash. I feel like I'm supposed to chase things and go after it. So I've always struggled with that piece of like, well, if I just sit around and wait, is anything actually going to happen? So here's the thing. It's it's a great question because it's not that like waiting to respond is not about being passive. Like and know that like you will become magnetic when you're just like I'm so lit up by what I'm doing. I'm like so enjoy like in the way that I'm sharing and whatever, but like you can respond to like you might be looking through podcasts and you see a podcast that really lights you up and you get really excited and your gut's like, "Yes, then reach out to them." You know, mm. so you're just like waiting for your gut to let you know where to put your energy. It doesn't mean that you can't uh, reach out to people. It just means that you're waiting for your like gut to like indicate it's the right use of your energy and you're not doing it because like you think you should. Does that make sense? Oh, beautiful. Yes. That brings so much clarity to me because every time I heard that, I was like, I was like, I can't just sit around. Like I'm very action oriented. No, that's going to be so challenging. Yeah. So I'm like, I can't just not do anything. I don't want to just like sit here and magnetize like I need to do. But that totally, totally resonates where – because I do – I have recognized in myself like if I don't feel lit up by something, it's almost like pulling teeth to even get 100%. myself to do it. Yeah. Whereas when you're lit up, it's like you're going to be like overflowing with energy, you know? Um, exactly. Okay. So then we've got manifesting generators, which are similar, but have some nuance. So they also are real doers, builders, creators. Um, Difference here is that they're often quite multi-passionate. They tend to like having their energy in a lot of things at once and like perhaps Mm -hmm. moving in between different things. Um, They often are like here to bring ideas to life very quickly, but not really here to handle every single step along the way. So good to be surrounded by people that help them with a step-by-step process. And I would just say in general, like so many manifesting generators I've worked with have been made so wrong for like doing too much. They're like, I've got to choose a path. I've got to like walk this really linear like path or career. And like, it's so unnatural to them. And so it's just like giving you permission to be like multi-passionate, multifaceted, like ever evolving, even when it doesn't make sense to other people. And I would also just like remind you that like pivoting is fine. Like when the energy dwindles, like move on, like trying on and letting go of things is such an important part of their process. And so, and their strategy like yours is all about kind of waiting for things to come. And again, being busy while they're waiting, like kind of being busy doing the things they love. And then when a thing comes into their world and it sparks their gut, going and making that thing happen so powerfully, but letting their gut guide their action and not what they think they should do. Is that clear? Mm, Yeah. So for the manifesting generators, would you say that they're kind of the people like, okay, one thing that I run into a lot with my clients sometimes in like my confidence program is they feel like they, um, like they can't commit to something like they're not committed enough or they're not disciplined enough or they like, yeah, like they switch their passions and their ideas so quickly. They feel like almost there's something wrong with them. Um, would you say that's kind of like the manifesting generator a little bit? Like just so many different ideas. Yeah. And it, it depends. Like, you know, like they might also be like, I'm all in for a couple of years and then move on to the next thing. Like there's a part of our design that speaks to our inner authority, which is how we best make decisions. And mm-hmm. so like I would tell the manifesting generator, like if you're choosing based on that, then you're perfect. You know, okay. like there are a lot of areas in our design that we can get really taken off track. And that could be like, for example, like just trying to pursue every idea that comes. And that could probably make you to f- feel like very scattered in a way that doesn't feel good, mm-hmm. you know? And so like as a manifesting generator, like you have the capacity to do multiple things, but like I would always turn into kind of that way of making decisions to actually ask yourself, like, do I really have the energy for these things right now? Because the idea is that even if you're only in it for four months or two years or whatever, like you will gather everything you need for the next thing. You know, so that would be kind of the thing to return people to because there's so many places that could be coming from. Beautiful. And see, and I love, I think that this is one of those places where that feels so empowering um, because I hate when my girls are like, uh, almost feel like a little bit crazy for having like these different ideas and things. And so your human designs, like, yeah, gives you permission to say, yes, you can be multi-passionate and also a little bit of that guidance of like, 
but pursue this one thing when your gut says yes and and then totally. you can totally change too. I feel like I feel like the world has just a super weird energy to it right now where you just have to not even right now, just in the past the energy has been like you find your thing, you choose your thing and that's what you do for life. Yeah. Um and that is what feels debilitating. So I yeah. really I really love that. Yeah. It's just like everyone's meant to do it differently. And I think that like the magic of human design is that so often we have experienced friction because we've tried to emulate a path that doesn't actually feel good to us. Like we mm-hmm. witness someone else be successful. We're like, okay, I'll do it that way. But like that actually feels terrible to me. And I think yeah. like human design just reminds us that it's meant to look different for all of us. Um, okay. So let's talk about projectors. Projectors mm-hmm. are leaders, guides, advisors, teachers, not here to do all the doing. Um, so, so much of being a projector is knowing that your gift is so much in like the wisdom you carry around people and how powerfully you see and not how much you can do. You might find that your energy very naturally ebbs and flows. So take building kind of rest and space and ease into your days can be really, really supportive. Projectors tend to like systems like human design or astrology or Enneagram or whatever, because they love systems that kind of deepen their understanding of people because they already carry so much natural wisdom around it. And their strategy is about being recognized and invited in. You know, they really, like I said, have such a powerful perspective and intense and way, like of seeing intense way of seeing things. And so it's important to invest their energy in people that like really value their gifts and really invite them in to share them. Projectors can like feel like a little bit like know-it-alls. And I'm saying this as a projector because they see so much. And if like they're sharing their perspective and people aren't ready to hear it, it just like doesn't feel good. And so I would just remind projectors that like while you see so much, not everyone is ready to hear what you see. So allow the invitation to kind of let you know who's ready and when. And the last piece mm-hmm. that I would share is that, you know, we're here to be invited in, but people cannot invite us unless they see us. So similar to kind of your concern around like, am I supposed to just sit on my butt and like see what happens? Like I felt the same one. I was like, how in the world do I build a business waiting to be invited? And yeah. I learned that like I found success never by pitching, which I've tried, but just by like sharing who I am and what I do in a really broad way on Instagram, mm-hmm. in newsletters, on podcasts. And like, it basically allows like the right people to resonate with me and invite me in. And so like yeah. I have made it my job to make myself visible. That's like literally 90% of my job. Um, and it's been amazing, but it's, it's been so much more successful and so much more fun than any of my old attempts. I just like, I'm going to reach out to this one company that I want to work with, which never really worked out well. Totally. Oh, wow. I love that. I know I was so curious to hear your design. So you're a projector. Um, yes. And I think that it might have been you, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that I saw a post from you a while back and it like totally triggered me in the best way. You said something like, you said something like, I don't use like urgency and scarcity tactics to sell my programs. Like I just make myself visible and I share it. And like, if somebody wants it, they want it. And I was like, is that allowed? Like, I was just like, I don't think it was me, but I love it. I'm supportive of it. No, no, no. I think it was my friend Amy. No, no. It's I don't know who it was, but I love that. Maybe you know, I think that did human design, maybe. Yeah. Well, I think that like it's a great it's a great reminder where it's like, and I think that that's been a big lesson for me as a projector because like so much of our design as projectors is about being seen, but like sometimes we're not seen by the people that we want to be seen by. And so like, that's why it's like our job is to make ourselves visible and like allow the right people to see us. And so it's really, and that's felt so much better. And also it's just considering in my life, like, where do I feel really deeply recognized and seen? And like, I'm going to really invest my energy there, like, and not invest my energy in places where I don't feel that reciprocity or that recognition. Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. So then we've got manifestors. And manifestors are here to be the innovators and disruptors, really beautiful forces that kind of like initiating and getting things started. They're not always here to do all the doing themselves, but often really gifted at getting things off the ground. Um, and their energy is going to also ebb and flow where they can have creative bursts where they can make a lot happen and then like really need to rest, whether it's over the course of like a couple of days, a couple of hours, a couple of weeks. So just like knowing that they're not here to be consistent doers. Oh, can you hear me? Hi. Are you there? Okay. Yes, I'm here. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I was like, she's gone. Okay. Um, so they are not here to be consistent doers. And I would also say manifestors really thrive when they feel like a lot of freedom and a lot of autonomy and a lot of control. Not really here to be told what to do or managed or guided in any way. And their strategy is about initiating. 
They're really here to kind of make the first move and trust the urges that arise within them. And also about just informing, like just like keeping people in the loop and letting them know what they're going to do before they do it. Never to ask Mm. for permission, just to like give people a heads up before they fly. Mm. And then the final type is a reflector. Um, And these people are our collective mirrors, people that are deeply sensitive to their physical space and always taking in and magnifying the energy that they're around. So you get a really good sense of how a company is doing or a community or a team based on how that reflector is showing up. And so they're really here to be like such ruthless curators of their people and spaces. And they're very fluid. They will have like days where they feel like a generator, like a manifesting generator, like a projector, like a manifester. And their job is not to be just one thing or show up in just one way, but to honor whatever feels like them that day. And finally, we call them evaluators in the context of business just because they like see and sense things that so many people miss. And so it's so important for them to be in places where it feels like their perspective is really cherished and treasured and valued and like and seen as a real resource. Interesting. Oh, my God. I love all of these so much. Like I, I do. It feels like just a big permission slip. Just like you were like all this. Human design like, is. Yeah. Yeah. Even um, the projectors you're talking about, like you really need to incorporate rest like that totally. even just to me feels like. Yeah, permission slip. And oh my God. So what uh I know I heard before, like one of them is like really, really rare. Like what's the most the reflector. Like, unique one? The reflector. That's what I was thinking. Yes. Okay. They're one percent. And that was kind of like in the order of like the percentage. But again, like if you're like, you know, a generator, manifesting generator, those are like thirty percent kind of separately, seventy, seventy percent together, but like or sorry, thirty-five percent each. But it doesn't mean you're not rare. It's just, again, it's the first piece. And it's because we need all that doing energy, you know? And so there's so much underneath it. But projectors are about 20% and then manifestors are about eight to nine. Okay. Oh, wow. So yeah. cool. So when you – okay. Part of me wants to, like, dive into, like, okay, so just how do we use this in our everyday life? But I'm feeling this pull towards, like, business, like, business conversation a little bit. Like, I'm curious yeah. to hear – like when you create, um, if you have your own team, I'm curious, like, do you try to have like one of each on your team or like, do you really use human design that much to like create your circle or your life or how do you, how does it really like play out in your life and how can we start using it in our lives and especially business? I think I want to hear. Yeah. I mean, business is like why I got into it. I came from the startup background and I came from so many dysfunctional teams and I was just like, no one knows how to work together, you know? Um, You know, it's a balance. Like I really don't believe that human design should be used in a way that's just like, even like romantic partnership where it's like, you're like, I'm only going to date a projector. Like, I just don't Mm -hmm. think that's useful. Like, I think it like dehumanizes us. You know, I think that like, I would say like, once you're attracted to somebody or like, for example, I did a team session today, like they've already been chosen each other, not based on their human design. But now that they like are feeling really good and feel like everyone is in the right spot, then we started to dig in to be like, how can you best support each other and like honor each other and like really leverage each other. And also in mm-hmm. team sessions, I'll often explore like, where are the gaps? Like, who are the people that you know you need? You know, and it's, mm-hmm. it becomes very clear. They already know it. You know, I just validate it. Um, so I think like I work a lot with teams. I think it's so unbelievable because you can imagine like, if you're expecting a like projector to be a manifesting generator, it's like not going to work, you know, or you're expecting like a reflector to be a manifest or whatever it is. So like, it just helps you know how to really best support and leverage the person that you have. And I would say in general, it's really nice to have like a diversity of types and things represented in a team. Like the team I did today had like manifesting generators, manifestors, generators, and projectors, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's really nice. Like I've worked with teams that are like all manifesting generators, all projectors. And like that can be challenging because like we need each other and we need different energy and it's not one is better or worse. Like everyone just brings a really different gift to the process. So that's my experience. And when I think about socially, like, again, I'm not like, I need to surround myself by more projectors. Like I like find the people that I'm drawn to. And then I'm often discover other projectors. But I think that like, I have friends that are of every type, you know, and I just think that like, I look up their design not to be like, should I be friends with them? But rather like, how can I best support and love on them knowing how they operate best? So Mm -hmm. I think it's more a tool to kind of use once you know, somebody's correct and not to assess whether they're correct. Totally. Yeah. You meet this amazing person. First thing you say to them is like, what's your human design? And based off that, you're like, no. (laughs) And people do that. You know what I mean? And like, I just think that it, 
like, again, the magic of human design is that it helps us know so many things, but honestly, most importantly, it helps us know how to make aligned decisions. And so yeah. like make the decision that's right for you, like choose the person that feels right for you and then discover how to best be with them. Like I will never yeah. do a partnership session and be like, y'all are doomed. I'll be like, yeah. some might require more work than others, but like it's totally worth it sometimes often, you know? And so, and I, and there's like advantages um, to both. Like I've dated people with very similar designs to me and like, that's been really nice. My husband has like an opposite design to me in every possible way. And he's also my business partner. And like, that's why it works, you know, because like, we're just so different. So, um, so that's how I recommend using it, you know? And again, I think some people will definitely disagree with me. I just don't think it's very empowering to use it to assess who's right for us. Totally. Yeah. 100%. I, um, my partner that I was with are like, even just our astrological signs. Like when you look it up on like, is an Aries and a Cancer like compatible? It's like the least compatible in the whole world. They're like, do not get into a relationship. But we had actually like very, very beautiful relationships. So I resonate with that a lot. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I would one thing I would just say really quickly about relationship is like, I yeah. think where friction happens is when we want someone to be similar to us or different than what they are. Like when we really understand uh, what they are and often that it's very different, like anything's possible. And so like that's, that's I think the biggest thing. And I think human design brings so much compassion and understanding into relationships because it's like, I'm no longer expecting you to be the same as me. I'm expecting you to be different than me. And these are all the ways that I can support and honor your differences. Like all the friction that I find in teens and romantic partnerships and parenting is like people that want them to emulate them and they don't get why they're different. And human design just reveals it so specifically and so tactically that they're like, oh, I see exactly why. And I'm going to stop taking all this stuff personally. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. Thank you for stopping me and sharing that. Cause yeah, that's so powerful and so beautiful. I, I think that's why honestly relationships have issues. Like, I mean, of course there is a plethora of, of different, um, trials that we can have in our relationships. I mean, when I look at it, I would say the main one is like the shoulds, right? I love like the, the concept of like the shoulds, like they should act like this. They should do this. They should be like this. They should have told me I look pretty, but sometimes that's just not, sometimes there is actually a conflict, but a lot of times it's just our own expectations around it. And so, um, would you, do you, I'm just out of curiosity, do you work mostly with like teams, like maybe like corporate type of teams, or do you ever do, you said that you also do relationship readings as well. Do you do yeah. all, like all of it? I do all of it. You know, I think when I first okay. started sharing human design, I was like totally focused on business and yeah. it was just like, of all the things to like come around to human design, business was not the first, you know? Um, yeah. And so it was kind of like a challenging first focus, but now it's it's actually very broad. Like I think my intention is just to make human design really empowering and actionable for people. And so like the majority of my clients are just individuals who want to learn how mm-hmm. they work best and want to learn how to use human design to live their best life. Um, and people that are like in their teens, you know, people that are in their 70s, like it's just so diverse in terms of life experience. Um, I think that I do have like a real special love for using human design to relate better. And so like, I love family sessions. I love partnership sessions. I love team sessions because they all serve that. And so, and teams are amazing because you spend a lot of time with them and then it's like, how do I support them? And parenting is amazing because you're like, how can I give my kid permission to be who they are from day one? And relationships Mm -hmm. are amazing because you're like, oh my God, this tension is born simply from the fact that like, I didn't understand that you operated differently than me. So I just find like so much impact in those kind of sessions and connections. Mm, Well, it's so beautiful. Yeah. I feel like I'm just being opened up to like a whole new world. I've always loved kind of like, you know, the Enneagram and astrology and things like that. I've never really dove that deep into it, but I feel like, um, oh my God. Yeah. This is just like hitting a what do you say? Hitting a, a nerve? What am I trying to say? Is that it? A cord? A three? A cord. I think nerve is not the right one. I think hitting it's a cord. cord with me. Yeah, yeah, it's just like hitting me right see, now. Yeah. I'm like, Good. it just yeah. makes so yeah. much sense. Oh my yes. God. I'm loving it. Um, okay. I want to hear now. And at any point, like if you just feel like, no, like this needs to come through. Because I, I like really know nothing about human design. So if you're like, no, I really want to like share this about the human design instead. This yeah. feels very supportive. Feel free to kind of like navigate that way. But I'm kind of wanting to know like what are like the big yeses and like the no-nos for each design? Right. Like is there kind of like for generators, like you should be incorporating this type of practice every single mm. day or 
kind of, yeah, yeah like our first step into yes. incorporating all this. Okay. So I would say for generators, like a big yes is like prioritizing your joy and excitement each day and like doing a thing that really lights you up that could be totally unrelated to work. You might be like, mm -hmm. I love surfing. I love biking. I love spending time with this friend. Like it's so, it benefits everything and everyone around you when you do that. Um, mm -hmm. A big no is just saying yes to everything, saying yes to things just because you can or because you think you should. Um, it's another, a big yes is really around choosing based on your gut feeling. Like you are not designed to make decisions based on like what you think you should do. It's very much like this feels right or it's not. I think a big no is like trying to rationalize and make sense of your decisions. Um, oh my God. And like I think it's so called out right now. <laughs> and I think a big yes is around um, – oh shoot, what was I going to say? Um, I think that it's just like honestly taking constant inventory to ask yourself – what are the aspects of my business, my work, my life that like are lighting me up the most? How can I do more of those things? And what are the things that are like draining and depleting me? Can I let any of those things go? You know, and just like mm -hmm. keeping that in your awareness. How do those feel to you? So, so aligned. Like I'll give you a little backstory right now. Like I was in this relationship and like I just was having this gut feeling of like it just wasn't right and I wanted to go live this more like lit up life like where – um, I felt more inspired. Like I just feel very, very inspired in nature and traveling and I'm kind of going on like this spiritual journey. Um, and I tried to rationalize my decision for so long. Like when you said that, I was like, mm. oh, girl, like I just tried to like make logical sense of it. And it was like fighting with like my gut instinct. And then even now, you know, these past three weeks, like I won't even lie to say that like it hasn't been difficult. And like, did I make the wrong decision? And like, am I stupid? And like, but that's just like my mind and my gut is so freaking clear. Um, so you saying that again, it's like that permission slip of like, no, my gut instinct is right. And um, yeah, wow. It just feels so, so aligned to hear all of that because mm -hmm. it's like I know that I should listen to my gut instinct, but there's just like that resistance um, to fully like allow myself to just trust that. So Totally. It's yeah. all practice and it's probably the most important piece because like for you, your gut is always taking you in the right direction, you know, yeah. and it's so terrifying because it doesn't let you know where it's going to take you. It's more like this is the right next step and like this thing doesn't totally. feel right that you're like, but I thought it was right, you know, so it is just totally. knowing that like your mind is so powerful that you can probably rationalize your way into or out of anything. And so the mm -hmm. gut is meant to be kind of be a much more trustworthy tool to kind of know what deserves your energy and when. 100%. And I, and I also think that choosing what lights you up the most and choosing your joy, um, as beautiful as it sounds, like just choose your joy. It's also terrifying. And it's really, really scary sometimes to choose that because choosing your joy um, might be like choosing what's very uncomfortable. So yes. Yeah. But 100%. So so manifesting generators, I would say yeses are not trying to put yourself in a box, not trying to make sense mm -hmm. to other people, like pursuing the path that feels right and good and not the one that you think you should do. Um, also giving yourself permission to just like pivot and let go of things that you no longer have the energy for, even if you once did. And really very similarly kind of trusting your gut and doing what feels right, even when you can't explain why. Um, the, the no's are like, trying to rationalize your decisions, trying to put yourself in a box, expecting others to keep up with you and do as much as you, you'll be very disappointed. Um, I think really like under, like treating as secondary your own joy and excitement and enthusiasm when that's like the most important thing. Um, yeah. And I think it's like, and also the nose, like, I mean, I said this already, but it is just like, I've got to stick to one path. I've got to do it like how others have done it. It's really kind of giving yourself permission to just like do it your way. And and like allow that to be enough and, and, and trust that like it might not make sense to others and that's okay. And then I think the other, the last no would be like not trying to weave everything you do into like one story. The fact that you like mm. are a sailor and like a baker and like a lawyer, amazing. Like who cares if they're related? Like the fact that you're excited by those things is like enough reason to do it. Mm. Would you Go say ahead. that generators and manifesting gener generators usually resonate with kind of both readings a little bit? Yeah, they're very similar. I think a lot of people group them together. Um, I think that okay. like there's enough nuance kind of the, with the multi-passionate piece, but like of all the types, they're going to be, they share a strategy and like they kind of 
So there is definitely some nuance, but it, it would make sense to resonate with that for sure. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, I think with the projectors for the yeses, like investing your energy in the relationships where you feel the most seen, um, mm-hmm. it would be building rest into your days and not seeing that as lazy, but as important. It would be taking mm-hmm. time to kind of cultivate and master your craft and like really just standing tall in your value and knowing that it's not about how hard you work and how much you do. The no's are just being overzealous and doing too much. It's initiating and trying to be seen by people that aren't ready to see you. Um, it's like packing everything back to back to back, um, without any space. Um, and it's really just like deriving your worth from like how hard you're working and how much you're doing, you know, and Mm. not trusting like the wisdom that comes when you give yourself space. Mm, Beautiful. The man, the manifestor yeses are just initiate when you feel an urge to make something happen, do it, you know, see what happens. Like you're really here to kind of trust yourself enough to do that. Another yes is just like inform. If you're going to take action, let people know what you're going to do before you do it. I think another yes is really kind of owning how like big and bold and powerful you're meant to be. Um, and know that like not everyone will probably resonate with it, but like being bold and big allows the right people to resonate. Um, a yes is like really taking rest and time alone whenever your body calls for it. And another yes mm-hmm. is delegating and handing things off and knowing that your gift is really initiating and not the sustained doing. The mm-hmm. no's are just like shrinking in your power, um, waiting for things to come to you, uh, letting just doing things and not telling anyone, um, trying to be a consistent doer, trying to do it all alone. Mm-hmm. So and also, you- go ahead. Sorry. Um, when you say like t- you should tell somebody before you do something, is that just because usually manifestors feel the need to do it on their own or what is that exact reasoning for telling someone? The reasoning is that like manifestor energy is very impactful. And so if they just like go off and do a thing and don't let people know, people can be very resistant and suspicious. But if they just mm-hmm. like give them a heads up and they're like, Hey, I'm like going on a spontaneous trip or I'm pivoting or I'm coming home late, whatever. Like people just feel like they're on their team. They feel respected. And so okay. it's not about informing everyone. It's about informing the people that will be impacted by their decision. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. Makes sense. Thank yeah. Um, and then for reflectors, the do's are just like spending time in spaces that feel good, spending time around people that feel good, um, honoring whatever feels like you that day. And even if it's different than yesterday, um, it's around taking like a lot of space and time alone and in nature to kind of disconnect from all the energy that's not yours. And it's also just like trusting that not everything you feel is your own. So really kind of mm-hmm. cultivating objectivity and like a healthy detachment. The no's are staying in spaces that are around people that no longer feel good or maybe never felt good. Um, trying to be consistent and show up in the same way day after day. Um, just trying to be a doer and mm-hmm. kind of like personalizing everything you feel as your own and trying to make sense of or fix it. Um And also just like trying to do it like everyone else, like reflectors are such a rare kind of creature. So it's really Mm -hmm. important for them to kind of accept that they operate by often a very different set of rules than everyone around them. Mm. Oh my God, I love those so much. They're so powerful. And I don't know why I ever felt it was restricting. Like it just feels so good. Oh my God. I think conceptually it can feel restricting because it feels weird to be put in a box. But like, I think like your experience, like I think that I had a real fear that it would be restrictive with the people when I started sharing it, even though it wasn't for me. But like, yeah. I think that's experience, like what I've, what I've experienced from people is just like a tremendous sense of relief. Like so it really is a giant permission slip more than anything else. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so perfect. So beautiful. So, okay. So if someone's listening right now and they're like, getting amped like they're hearing all of this they're so excited so amazing um obviously Erin at the end is going to share like how you can work with her um and everything like that or even if it comes up right now that's totally okay too um but like what are our next steps like okay we know a little bit about ourselves where do we kind of go to like dive in deeper oh my gosh it's such an endless endless system you know I think that um what I would say is take it one piece at a time. Like it can feel overwhelming. Um, yeah. And it's not about like memorizing your entire design. It's about experimenting and embodying with the most important, experimenting with and embodying the most important pieces. And those most important pieces will be finding out your type, how you best mm-hmm. use your energy, your strategy, how to create opportunities and your inner authority, how you best make decisions. So I would say mm-hmm. the first piece is go to humandesignblueprint.com, look up your design, see what those things are for you. If you go to Erin Claire Jalen's or Human Design Blueprint on Instagram, we share a lot 
on both of those things. You can just be like, oh, these are all the slides and things that apply to me. Um, And we can talk more about this at the end, but like we created one of our offerings has been like created basically to be the best place to start learning about your design, where it's basically like a 55 plus page book all about your unique design. It's totally unique to you. Like no two are the same. Um, And it walks you through all the most important pieces in like a really practical and empowering way. And so you know, I think that I know that it can feel overwhelming. So I think that we were just like, let's just give people a book all about them. Like they don't often want to learn everything about human design. They want to know like how I can use my design to live my best life. Yes, totally. I actually ordered mine from you a while back, like a couple oh, months ago. Yeah. Um, and I read through and it was a line, but obviously I'm in a very different place now. So I need yes. to go back and read yes. mine. Yes. Yes. Okay. I want to hear your greatest success story through human design like do you have like a crazy story of maybe a transformation in your own life or somebody else that was not following their their design and then they started following it and just any experiences around that I mean honestly like there's just so many and like they they're really simple like I think that it's just really like I remember one client that I've been working with for many years like she's a manifesting generator like after our first session it became like really abundantly clear that the job wasn't right for her because like she had been, she had initiated it. She basically like initiated what she thought was her dream job. And like, it just like was not it. She got there and she's like, this doesn't feel good. You know, Mm -hmm. like it was very much what she thought she should do. So she left. I think right after that first call, like, and then a new job of course showed up in her world and she said yes to that. And we kind of built her whole team. And then she was like an MG and she's like, now I want to do my own thing. And like, now she's building her own thing. And so like, it's just been really fun I think in so many of these cases to just like witness people just like living in alignment in their lives and like Mm -hmm. human design is like, it applies to every part of our life. You know, I know in my own journey, like I witness my business transform, like my friendships transform, my marriage and relationship transform. Like, I just think that it really like helps clarify with people, clarify to people so like quickly what's out of alignment and what is. And I've just like mm-hmm. witnessed when people like become aware of that, they move into it so quickly. So whether it's like leaving a relationship or starting one or quitting this thing, it just like gives them so much permission. So I think that it's been really beautiful to just like witness how people's life has just become like so much more themselves, you know, yeah. where it's just like, they're like, they're not like you were doing, like which so many of us do. It's like, we're rationalizing and saying anything that's no longer for us. And I think that like you just, it's it's really trusting ourselves enough to make those big courageous moves. And I always remind people with human design that like our only job is to make like one right decision at a time. Like it's not to know where it's all going to take us. It's just like one right decision. So it's been like so stunning to see so many people just like living in alignment with that and seeing how good life can feel when they do. Mm, oh, I love that so much. Yeah. Would you say almost that like, I feel like so a lot of the suffering that we um, have in this life, it's usually because of like resistance, right? Attachment is the root of suffering um, and and resistance really is like the root of suffering when we resist things. Um, And I can almost see following your design, like putting you in alignment, putting you in alignment, but also eliminating um, like suffering in a sense, because it's like, you can still have problems, but because you know how to navigate it and you know yourself, it's like a lot lighter as well, which is so yeah. cool. I, I totally agree. Like, it just feels like, you know, it's funny because people are like, oh, you'll like be doing this in 10 years. I'm like, I have no idea. Like, that's not like, I think what I've learned is like, I just like, what's important is that like, I am making aligned choices right now. Like I am with the person mm-hmm. I want to be with and doing the work that I want to do and with the right support and all the things. And like, in two years, like I might be like, screw it all. Like I want to go do this. Who knows? You know, like, but I just think you're right. I think when we're living life in alignment and we're making choices that feel so authentic and so correct to us, it Mm -hmm. makes it so much easier to navigate those things. Like Mm -hmm. I think that so much resistance and challenge can can, like come from just like knowing that we're living a life that isn't right for us. And that doesn't feel good. And like, is so much more based on the shoulds than it's based on like what we actually desire to do and what feels right. Um, so, and I do, I, I talk so much around human design as a tool to kind of move us from resistance to flow in our lives, you know, because mm-hmm. often the resistance comes from like trying to be a thing that we're not and human design just reminds us what we are and how to actually live into that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I love it so much. Um, so obviously today we're talking all about human design, which is a part of like just your personal growth and becoming your higher self. But usually I really talk about like confidence, right? Like I have a lot of young women listening that are, 
um, really just trying to find, yeah, like their confidence in, in themselves and, you know, the confidence to go after what they truly want or just love themselves in general. Um, and obviously I see you as such like a powerful woman of just like, you know, we all have our doubts and our fears, but like you just show up so confidently and so, um, I think in tune with who you are. Um, and I want to hear like your best advice for confidence and self-love. Like if you could speak to just a young woman right now, that's maybe wanting to start a business or wanting to go after her dreams and she's just not quite there. How did you kind of get to where you are and what are some of your best pieces of advice? Hmm. I think, well, one, obviously bias towards human design is such a great tool for confidence because it's just like, oh, this is me. But I think that like, I think what I would say is like, remember that like the way that others do things is likely not how you're meant to do it. And so Mm -hmm. when it comes to like being in a relationship or whatever, how you dress or like how you build a business, like I would really tune into yourself and be like, what feels right to me? And like, Mm -hmm. how can I be guided by that and not what I think I should do? I would also say like really surround yourself by people that are really uplifting forces in your life. Like I think that like, you know, I started this first human design business and it was so early and I ended up walking away and I was kind of like, I'm giving up on human design, like the world's not ready. And like, I started the second business because my boyfriend now husband was just like, you can't give up yet. Like, this is your thing. You must. And I'm like, I don't want to, like I failed. He's like, we fail, you know, and we like get back up. And so like, he was really the one that like pushed me when I was so, so, so reluctant. And so like, I think like, it's just, you know, and that's the friendships I'm investing in right now. It's just like the most empowering ones. There's just like no reason to not invest in those. So just like having, being surrounded by people that really like remind you of what's possible when you forget. Um, I think the last one would be that like, we're growing up in a really weird time with technology and just like the way that we view the world and social media and all the things. And like, I know in my own experience, like, well, social media can be a really fun thing. And it's definitely how I like built my business and how I share. It can also feel like a really confidence, like undermining confidence thing. Cause you just like mm-hmm. observe all these like half lives and you don't really know it's real. And so like, I would just like, you know, social media didn't come with a handbook, but like, I think that it's important for us to just create just like real intentionality around how we engage with it. Like, I think yeah. for me, I really learned how to like have it be a creative tool for me and not a consumptive tool for me. You know, and so I think just being conscious of the impact that things are having and making sure that you're really investing your energy in a way in things that feel really good, you know, and Mm -hmm. I think that we've grown up, so it feels like it's a default thing. But like one thing that I found really interesting and then I'll like get off the social media soapbox and which I use a lot is that like all the founders of like the big social media companies like Instagram, Twitter, whatever, like they don't let any of their kids use them. It's like Mm -hmm. not allowed in their house. Phones aren't allowed in the house because like they know what they built they know the impact it has, you know? And so like, it's just a reminder that like we can become so addicted to these things that actually don't fuel our self-confidence at all. So I would just be really intentional about like what you're allowing in and choose things that elevate you and empower you and remind you of your power and not ones that undermine any of that. Mm, Oh my God. Yes. 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 Isn't social media such a weird thing because it's like, we wouldn't be sitting here right now. 100%. It wasn't for like I'm like, thank God, and I hate you. Yeah, (laughs) thank God, I hate you. Totally. Oh my God, it is like, yeah, my greatest love and my biggest enemy in so many ways. Because I, like, my journey. I mean, I had an iPhone and Instagram by the age like eleven or twelve years old. Like that was just the world that we lived in, and um, I remember being like yeah, like 12, 13 and having sleepovers with my cousin. And like, we should have been playing Barbies. And instead we were on Instagram trying to grow a following and like taking selfies. And it like hurts my heart because now I'm like, I won't even lie. Like I'm kind of fucked up from it. Um, but then I, I look at it and you know, all of the relationships that I've created and my business as well. It's like, yeah, I, I think that one of, um, my purposes, I, I don't know if I'm there yet, but I feel that a purpose in this life is to create some kind of, you know, maybe like a course or a program or something that really teaches, you know, positive coping skills or positive um, behaviors around social media because the reality is it's not going anywhere. I wish we could all oh, just boy. say like we're done with social media, but we just need to learn how to use it rather yes. than how not to use it. Um, yeah. So. Anyway, so true. 
No, it's so, so true. Much. And like, I'm like, I think six years older than you. And so like, it's so interesting because I think we are not that far apart in age, but had such different experiences. Like it was like, it wasn't available to me. Like it was like, mm-hmm. it was like maybe Facebook and it wasn't until college that like yeah. Instagram was there, but it still was not really. And like, I just, I think of it so much for all the people that are growing up now and like, it's just so their default. And so it's just like, and you're right, it's not going anywhere. And it's honestly been like, it, it can be such an amazing tool. I just don't mm-hmm. think that we have an instruction manual. And I also don't think we know how it impacts us. And so like, it's just a reminder to just be conscious of it. Like we're meant to be with every piece in our, of our lives. Like how is this affecting me and how can I use it in a way that feels really, really good and not in a way that like, I'm kind of like just totally addicted to the thing. Totally. Yeah. We're using it totally unconsciously. And we're also, um, our, our brains just have not evolved quick enough as our times have. Like we still have like cavemen brain. That's why we feel so, anxious and so much fear, you know, about like failing or people not liking us. Like our brain is not caught on to like, it's 2022. We were relatively very safe. And so everything just feels like "Ah, I'm dying, but um, yeah. So interesting. So interesting. I know totally different conversation, but it just feels like such an important one. So I love the idea of you creating something around it. I think it's so needed. Yeah. Yeah, totally. We, yeah, we fucking need it. I feel like I've had a couple episodes recently not recently, but just a couple times in the past um, where we kind of landed on this this subject. We're like, don't you hate social media? And we're like, yeah, we just kind of it just have to so, talk about it a little bit. It feels just so related to self-esteem because I feel like it's such yeah. – it's, it's like – social media is no longer like, this is who I am. It's like, this is how I want to appear. It's just a weird thing, you know? And so, um, and also like, just to give you an example, like you're a generator and you're here to respond to things. So like, if this keeps coming into your field, it's also an interesting thing for you to be like, oh, like I'm actually really lit up to create a thing around this. Like it's a good, and again, I'm not saying that you're having that response, but like, it's just a good example of like, this keeps coming up and I'm feeling really lit up to share around it. And that's like such a good reminder of like, okay, I'm going to go make that thing happen. Totally. Oh my God. I mean, I was just saying today, like even one of my biggest teachings is like, listen to your urges and your curiosities, like anything that pulls you in a certain way and is kind of standing out to you. Like there's something for you there, go towards it. Um, And I think that that's relevant for everyone, but now I'm realizing maybe it's like a little bit of like a generator thing that I'm like, (laughs) the urges are so important. I know it's relevant for us all in very different ways. And like for you, it's very much just like the breadcrumbs of like what shows up in your world that pulls you to it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Well, um, is there anything else that is on your heart that you feel like we haven't shared that you kind of want to mention or bring up before we kind of wrap things up? I think we've covered so much. I feel, I feel complete. Yeah. I feel so complete as well. And I'm excited to, to keep just diving into this whole, uh, whole world as well. It's like so exciting. Um, okay. So I have two questions that I ask all of my guests. Uh, the first one being, if you at your lowest point in your life was listening into the podcast right now, what would you say to her? Mm, I just say like there's always an other side. I feel like in those lowest moments, I'm just like, this is all there. Like, I just feel like it's so easy to like, I wake yeah. up the next day and I feel differently, you know? Yeah. So I think I would just like remind her that like time is medicine And like, you don't need to figure it all out right now and just like feel the thing without trying to like make sense of it and, you know, assume how it's going to dictate your future and just like see how you feel the next day, you know, and do the things Mm. that light you up in the meantime. Mm, I love that. It's almost like get a good night's rest. Yeah. Sleep. (laughs) Go to sleep. I like go to bed and I'm just like, oh God, it's so Mm. wild. Yeah. No, that's perfect. I love it. Um, and then last question, of course, I would love to give you the space to share all of the things with us. So where can we find you? How can we work with you? All of the offerings. Um, and obviously we'll link it all in the show notes as well. So uh, don't worry about like the spelling or anything, but yeah, share us, share with us just how we can work with you. Perfect. Yeah. So um, I share a lot on Instagram, both at Aaron Claire Jones and Human Design Blueprint. If you would like that blueprint, so again, that's a 55 plus page guide to your unique design that kind of walks you through everything we talked about today and so much more. It goes so, so much beyond type. Um, you can use the discount code Breaking Butterfly and you can get that at humandesignblueprint.com. Um, and then I also offer private, family, team, partnership sessions, and monthly workshops. And that's all over at erinclairjones.com. 
Mm, so beautiful. Yeah. Like I said, you guys, I ordered the 55 page blueprint and it was so amazing. I'm, I'm probably going to pull it up right after we hang up and read I'm through excited it again. Here. Yes. But that's like yeah. the piece of it is that like human design is not meant to be a thing that like lands all at once. And yeah. so like our intention in creating the blueprint was like, this is a resource that you keep returning to. And at like different times in your life it will resonate in such different ways. And so I'm so excited to hear kind of how it lands the second time around. Totally. Yeah. I'll definitely shoot you a message and tell you how it goes. I'm so excited. Yeah, um, of course. Uh, amazing. Well, thank you so, so much. I feel so honored to have had you on the podcast. And I know my girls are just going to be uh, freaking out and so excited and excited to work with you. And um, yeah, girls, I'll make sure that I link everything from Erin in the show notes. Um, and also I have a community on Discord for Breaking Butterflies. So maybe we can have you hop in and hop in as well. And I'm sure the girls will want to just say hi and thank you. Um, and yeah, just Yay. so, 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 so grateful. Thank oh you. my God. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure to chat. Yes. Beautiful. All right, girls. If you love this episode, make sure that you share it with a friend, share it with your family, share it on your story. If you share it on your story, make sure you tag both of us so that we can see your love and feel your love. Um, and I love you guys so much. I hope you have the most beautiful week and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Breaking Butterfly podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would absolutely love if you left Breaking Butterfly a rating and a review. If you do leave a review to show my appreciation, please screenshot it and send it to maddie at maddiemaple.com and we will send you over my complete collection of resources for your evolution. This is filled with PDFs and eBooks, all of my free masterclasses, and a bunch of other resources to help you become your highest and most confident self. Also, to help further along your journey, don't forget to join our Breaking Butterfly community on Discord. The link is in the show notes, and so is the Breaking Butterfly hotline phone number. Remember to call in, ask your juiciest questions, ask for advice, and I will be supporting you guys on air on the Breaking Butterfly podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here with me week after week, and I will catch up with you guys in the next episode. Bye.